You're listening to an adult Sunday school class at Redeemer Church, a PCA congregation in Hudson, Ohio. For more information, visit us at RedeemerOhio.org. All right, Shorter Catechism, we're on question number two, um, and I'm going to Try to dial this back a little bit, our resources that I always like to recommend. Um, but one for the Shorter Catechism that's really fantastic is shortercatechism.com. Pretty ingenious website. Um, but I'll show you why it's wonderful. One, the layout is from 1997. Uh, pretty amazing. Um, and you see, I know this is really small, that's fine. Um, uh, the Bible Presbyterian Church put this, this together. It's a small Reformed denomination. They're great, wonderful Westminster people. Um, Bible Presbyterian Church put this together in 1997. And you have all the questions here. So you can click on all the questions uh, on any of them. And then the answer will pop up and all the scripture references. So it's all there, really easy to find. But the best part about this website is uh, this further links concerning this catechism question. It goes through all these resources uh, Francis Beatty, I think I'm saying that right, Thomas Boston, James Fisher, John Flavel, Matthew Henry, Thomas Vincent, Thomas Watson, uh, all these different basically commentaries or sermons on the Shorter Catechism. So if you're wondering, what does this mean? You can click on some of these. Some are shorter than others. Uh, so for example, this is Thomas Watson. Uh, this book called A Body of Divinity, they put in here. It's on, I think, only questions like 1 through 38, I believe. But they're sermons, 38 sermons on questions 1 through 38. So you can go through and you can read it and, you know, a difficult to read layout, but that's fine from 1997. Um, and it's a really wonderful resource. So westminstercatechism.com, I highly recommend that as a great reference if you want to learn more about the catechism. So our question today is, it follows on the heel of the first question, right? What is man's chief end? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And so question number two is this, what rule hath God given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him. So if we are to glorify and enjoy him, how do we know what to do to glorify and enjoy him? And the answer is this, the word of God, which is contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments is the only rule to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him. So the answer is the Bible. The Bible is the only rule to show us how to glorify God and enjoy him. A couple just notes about the text here. One is the word rule. What rule hath God given? And we think of that as like um, a rule as a command. You know, these are the rules to follow. And, and that's right. But the better way is to think of this, the idea of a rule as a criterion or a test or a measure. Um, so what measure has God given us to show us what test or criterion have we been given to show how to glorify and enjoy God forever? And that criterion is Script is scripture. Sorry, I'm feeling a little, little ring from the audio. I think I'm loud enough for you anyway. If I'm not, let me know. Um, so the, it's a rule. The rule's not like do this. It's not the command, but it's saying, what is your, how do you know? What's the measuring stick to know if you are glorifying and enjoying God? It is God's word. There's an interesting phrase here. It says the word of God, which is contained in the scriptures, um, if you are up on uh, 19th, 20th century theology, you might think that this is talking about neo-orthodoxy or Bardianism. Is anybody here worried about that in the confession? 
Okay, good. Because uh, it's not Neo-Orthodox or Bardian. What that's saying, though, this is, a, um, this is a school of thinking that's still prominent in a lot of mainline churches today. Um, but it's basically the, the seed form of theological liberalism, where you, what that means is you don't believe the Bible is true and accurate. And if you ever go to a church where you hear the pastor stand up before he reads scripture, says, listen for the word of the Lord, instead of hear the word of the Lord. So you, you get the difference, right? Listen for, somewhere in what is being read is the word of God. Somewhere you can find little bits and pieces of it. Instead of what we say is, hear now the word of the Lord. This is the word of God. So this New Orthodox Bardian theology is saying, well, what, what we really want is Jesus. We want the word of God, Jesus, the word. And it's somewhere in scripture, but not every word has it. Uh, actually, you can find it outside of scripture as well. And so they're playing fast and loose with scripture. And sometimes when you see the, confession, the catechism say, the word of God, which is contained in the scriptures, well, some people might say, well, that sounds a little Bardian. And it kind of does now to our ears today. Um, but that's not what is going on. You can uh, confirm that with Westminster Larger Catechism 3. It says the Holy Scriptures of the Old and New Testament are the Word of God. Period. Right. Um, and so uh, Pastor Wright and I... Uh, Love the, the shorter catechism, but we think the committee that put it together is not the best committee that did the work during the, uh, during the days of the Westminster um, Assembly. So there's a few places like this, maybe it'd be better to tweak, but they're not saying that the scriptures contain the word of God in some places, but they're saying the scriptures are the word of God. And then another note I want to highlight here is the only rule. The word of God is the only rule. And this goes back to some of those major tenets of the Reformation. Why did the Reformation happen? Well, I think the Roman Catholic Church would, would affirm this statement, but not the word only, right? What is the rule that is to guide us and direct us? Well, the rule is, is scripture and tradition and the church, right? And this is to clearly say, no, scripture alone, sola scriptura. This is a, a, a bedrock of the Reformation and a bedrock of all that we do. This is the only rule. And we'll get into this some more in a little bit. Um, we'll pause there. Text, uh, the text of this question you want to talk about? Bardian. Yes. Who determines what is and what isn't the word of God? That's right. It, it, there, there's no standard. And we'll actually, maybe, maybe we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but there is no standard. Uh, it's basically up to the individual interpreter to kind of decide what, what is, you know, Jesus to me. And it's a very subjective uh, reality. Okay, um, I want to just go through a couple key scripture passages that highlight what we're talking about here and highlight um, what we believe about Scripture. First is John 15, 11. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. And we often forget this, that Scripture is given to us that we would have joy. What is the only rule that you might glorify and enjoy him forever? Scripture. Jesus says, I've taught you all this. My word is that you may have joy Scripture is a joy. The truth of the gospel is a joy and it's meant to inculcate joy, to teach us joy. And I love the confession's emphasis on that. Uh, the second, this is 2 Timothy 3, which I'm sure you know. Paul is instructing a, a young pastor 
Timothy says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. So scripture, the sacred writings, he calls them, make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. And he talks about scripture more directly. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So scripture is, is important. It's teaching, it's instructing, it's doing so much for us as we sit in it and learn from it. And then this verse from 2 Peter 1, just to get out on our um, consciousnesses. Uh, this is 2 Peter 1, starting in verse 20. No prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. So prophecy of scripture, you're speaking of scripture generally. generally, um, But scripture doesn't come from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And this, and so uh, also with 2 Timothy, we just read, scripture comes from God. Scripture's not man-made. Scripture's not something we're constructing. Scripture is from God, breathed out by God, as Peter says. Um, so a couple, a couple things from here I want us to think about this morning. Um, and and w- there's so many places we can go as we think about Scripture. But one of these is, uh, the, it's often been called the four attributes of Scripture, sometimes called the four evangelical attributes of Scripture. And um, this is, uh, I think, very well exposited in this book that um, looks very plain. Um, Taking God at His Word by um, Kevin DeYoung. A great little book. It says why the, why the Bible is noble, necessary, and enough, and what that means for you and me. Very wonderful introductory volume on Scripture. What is Scripture? Why do we care about uh, the doctrine of scripture. And so it's meant for, um, for any Christian. For, uh, it's very accessible. If you started diving into the systematic theologies, they talk about things more technically. But I want us to keep it this level to help us think a little bit more. What is scripture doing and how do we appreciate and understand it? And so he, there's the reference, Kevin DeYoung taking God at his word. Um, so I'm, I'm um, stealing from him just to put that out there. So you can read the book and get a lot more. So four attributes of scripture. One, a- scripture is sufficient. Scripture is sufficient. And this we get from the catechism. It says the only rule. And it's only in that um, we need no other than this. Scripture is enough for us. Thank you for listening. For more information or to connect with us, visit us at RedeemerOhio.org.